Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Jared Kernop, and Masked Llama. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to episode 88 of Retro Hangover. Hello, retro and classic gamers. Welcome to the podcast where we are picking prickling Pikachus, pouring pouting ponytas per permissive Persians. This is episode 88 of Retro Hangover. I am your co-host, Chris Copleen, with Nintendo's LP Tiger, special guest, Pokemon Snap expert, Lindsay, and as always, your host, Shane Snapping Dick Pick Dragon Kaski. I always like to think when Chris come just completely cuts out during this intro that he has literally gone to space to the moon and back. Yeah, to 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 the moon is what I'm saying. Um, also. I feel as though in order to snap an appropriate dick dragon pick, you would have to have one like serious selfie stick. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. You get three wishes. That's how it works with Shen Long. Oh, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Shen Long, man. Get the dragon balls. You get, you get the big dragon, make some wishes. You can get your selfie stick. Great. Yes, because if I were to collect all of the Dragon Balls, that's what I would wish for a selfie stick. You, you wanted to take a selfie and a picture. <laughs> you can put on Tinder. <laughs> Do you get three wishes? Yeah. I thought you only got one. It was the Namekian Dragon Balls. Oh, 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 OK. Yeah. Namekian, you get three. The regular yeah. Dragon Balls on Earth, you only get one. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the Retro Hangover Dragon Ball podcast, where we will be discussing the nuances between the different series of Dragon Ball. <laughs> hey, look, you can get a selfie stick or you can get panties. And that is canonical. <laughs> All right. That 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 is true. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is this is off to a great start. By the way, <laughs> welcome back, Tiger. It's nice to have you here again. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, you've been you've like been sucked into a vortex, which we all have been in 2020. Yeah. And yeah. I'm very happy you have brought along Lindsay. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Very nice to have you here. Hello. It is very nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I practiced that line <laughs> I am over not and over. Reading this from a card. <laughs> She's reading from a. Uh, what do you call those? Uh, it's my flashcards, and don't tell anybody. No, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello. We told her if she didn't come on this episode, very bad things would happen. So she's under no stress whatsoever. Wow, that's intense. But welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for being here. It's it's awesome to have both of you here. I think this is going to make for a really great episode. So thank you both. You're welcome. So because you've been gone for so long. Yeah. Let's start out. Let's because, you know, I've had a lot of people say, where's Tiger? Where's Tiger? Where's Tiger? I don't believe it. Uh, you can not believe it all you want to, <laughs> but I have to deal with it. So you can say whatever you want. So Tiger, where have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been doing a lot of Amazon reselling and working for the post office and investing in Doge and investing in GameStop. And vacation. And Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently vacation yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a vacation last week, so we uh, we uh, went out and visited some friends after we all got vaccines. Nice. Spent a week just outside of the house as opposed to the last year not outside of the house well we were in someone else's house <laughs> yeah well outside of our That's house always nice. no, no, no. yeah yeah <laughs> at least it's a different indoors yes yes, yes. different scenery well, at least. in a reary in a neary long no can't do it yeah that's okay. scenery in yes. a reary long yeah time. you try ah gotcha yeah. gotcha that's me rubbing that's me <laughs> having bad puns rubbing off on her so it's awful yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to happen eventually yeah, I've been uh, I've been keeping myself very busy. Besides all that, I'm happy to be back again, as I said. So let let's let's focus on my happiness to be back. <laughs> Podcast volume, please. He's just so overwhelmed. <laughs> what what games have you been playing? You said Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. We both. Um, well, let's go back to what have I been, what have I been playing since the last episode? <laughs> When uh, was that? Uh, it was a while ago. Holy Probably shit! Yeah, I was late. Maybe too. But we've we've both been playing Monster Hunter World, and I had just started pretty much like two months ago. I've mm-hmm. never played Monster Hunter prior to that, like more than like once or twice. Mm-hmm. And we just both got completely sucked in. Uh, well, I did because she was already she's been sucked in Monster Hunter for uh years yeah generation <laughs> for you uh, no 3ds 3u 3 monster hunter 3 ultimate on the wii u was yeah the, yeah was the first one i remember no not wii u i yeah. uh the one before 3ds 3ds yeah it's one of them. they were on both but anywho, oh that was the same one You're yeah right. yeah anywho i've been loving it i've been playing with her i've been playing with friends and then he's pretty much prepped us for monster hunter rise on the switch and that is the game that i've been playing since it has released um, I'm probably about 90 hours plus in. Ah, so you've just started. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, I, <laughs> I've reached a point where I pretty much can't do anything else except just keep grinding, which is the, actually the the point of the game. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, isn't that the game? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But we beat, all the, we beat all the story and beat all the hunter rank quests. Yeah. So we nice. what we can do is beat the low rank quests and make sure we do all the side if we quests. We want to do that. Yeah. Like, well, we need to do that. But I've like, heard a lot of people have beat it real quick and now they're like bored and they're, but they're still playing. And like someone posted, you know, you can take pictures of all the monsters as like mm-hmm. like their profile. And this person went and took a picture of every monster's feet. <laughs> <laughs> And not just the large ones. It's a monster ones. fush fetish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they oh, they went to the town. Not just the large ones, but the little mini, the little monsters too, like the little jaggerses and stuff. He went, he killed them and took not a picture of them. Not just the big feet. ones, yep. but the women <laughs> and the children. And he and he posted the entire album on Reddit. And like the top comment was something like, please Capcom, please release new content. <laughs> oh God. 
I just ride. feel like that's also a missed opportunity to sell some of those as like, you know, some NFTs or oh, something. No. Oh, Get those absolutely. sweet There's... monster picks. Oh, boy. We need to add a nine foot tall vampire lady to monster. Oh, on no. The We're going to this, too. At least the. Dude, I will hunt that monster. Um, oh, my. Oh, dear. And take a picture of her feet. Not really into feet as no, much. I'll the, be honest. Not, no. No. Not, not, well, not my bag. you can just sell it, you know. There's someone That's true. Out there. Yeah, that's true. Someone wants the feed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's what I've been playing. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. How about you, Shane? Yes, it's awesome to hear. Just catch up on all that shit. I'm so yeah, that's great. Lindsay, do you have anything to add? Do you have anything additional? Like, did you play anything he didn't? Yeah, I was playing Hades mostly until. Nice. Yeah, I overlapped into Monster Hunter when he started getting into it. I didn't beat it, but I got really far, and I don't think you can beat it. But then I learned that you can have. The hot, the hot man is your hot boyfriend, and so I'm probably going to go back to that soon. <laughs> She's back in. I didn't know that was a possibility until after I stopped playing, and I will go back now. <laughs> but Hades is really fun. I don't like those kind of games at all, but I got really sucked into Hades. I need to try that out. I got the physical version not too long ago, and uh, like on Discord, it's been a constant harassment campaign to get people to mm-hmm. play it, and now no one talks about it anymore. It's just kind well, of until just you bring up. it up again. Exactly. And then they're like, hey, why aren't you playing it yet? So. Yeah. 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 I think um, I have I have like uh, experience of the three TV sh- like TV shows that I should be watching <laughs> and the three games that I should be playing. And Hades is always one of those games. And then like the TV shows is like one division. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, what was the other one that the captain or the, the, the winter soldier and the Falcon and that thing and uh mandalorian we did that one yeah we did do that one yeah. though so we have one of three completed yeah <laughs> only got two more <laughs> yeah and i mean upside is they're pretty short right so we've been watching this <laughs> one since <laughs> oh yeah, God. yeah we need to catch like up 20 <laughs> seasons to go so at least how about you shane what have you been up to Oh, man. Let me tell you about Moonflowers. All right. Uh, so there's this game called Near uh, for the Xbox 360. Oh, at least that's what I'm playing it on. Uh, I, I may be playing it because we're going to be talking about it at some point in the near future. And I think most of the folks in the discord already know that the near future. Yay. Hey. Yeah, man, that that's a joke that's never been made before never, until ever. right now. Yep. It's not even uh, the, that's it. it's never even been made on this show. No, definitely not. That's how new it is. But I, I, I am actually, I'm happy to report that as of the day of this recording, I checked my garden and have successfully cultivated the white moon flower which was the the last thing i needed to get the like legendary gardener achievement or whatever the hell it was uh so so that nightmare is over and now i can actually finish playing the game so so i got that going for me i also kind of circled back to try to finish up some games that i started but never completed Brianna and I kind of sat down and I fired up uh, Yoshi's Woolly World again on my Wii U and I'm trying to finish that because we 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 completed the like the story, but we never got around to getting all of the collectibles and and all of that stuff. So I'm going back and trying to do that. And uh, man, that game is deceiving. Like it's all cute and shit, you know, like it's everything's made of yarn and felt and it's Mm -hmm. all like, you know, Michael's crafts. And then 
you get to the part where you actually have to do like the secret levels and do all the collections. And that game's actually got um, a fair amount of difficulty to it. Trying to trying to do that stuff. So it's a Nintendo game. Pretty much. <laughs> no, yeah. it's pretty difficult. Let me add that to you because I remember doing this and I did not like it. We <laughs> did not like it one bit. Well, it's yeah, like you have to collect fun. all the little the little hippity hoppity star things. You got to collect mm. all the stupid flower things. And there's something else to collect. Ball of yarn. You need all the color of the yarn. Uh, well, for each. So for each level, in order to 100 percent it, you need to collect what is it you need to collect all of the flowers you have to collect all of the hidden stamps stamps and then you need to finish the level with 100 percent of your health oh that's right is that the star thing yeah. the little thing that the things that jump around and you have to collect 30 of them is this a completely different game <laughs> i think that's a different game okay What's well, never mind. wait woolly world what are we playing woolly, woolly world is yeah in this crafted world and that's completely that's a little different yeah that's the switch it's, game it's the same yeah. concept there's still a crap load yeah. of collectibles no i know but one of them you collected the little yarn bundles that must be i mean that's woolly world oh yeah no Lindsay's right actually Do you collect yeah yarn that, bundles that's in? the other collectible they're yarn oh, bundles yeah oh, okay. okay so you're I was, right yeah. i vague I like that's I couldn't remember those other other ones, but I was like, no, no, I know I collected <laughs> yarn bundles because that was terrifying in some aspects. Yeah, you're collecting body parts of a Yoshi. Yeah, I, meant that I always thought like, ah, and here's another piece of my flesh. Ah, here's where I fit in my other <laughs> flesh. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like <laughs> the bigger part of the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on board with you, Tiger, in that I can't really say that I'm enjoying it i don't think that's the right <laughs> word but now i feel compelled to try to finish it so so that's 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 my latest endeavor you're in too deep i am i'm, yeah. I'm too i'm in too deep to into the whirly world hooray for sense of completion that's right i mean hey at least i don't have that with near you know i've i've come down from my initial lofty goal of trying to upgrade every single weapon in the game it's a great game. It's a good game. I'm happy you. I'm happy you're enjoying it. I, I I am actually. It's yeah. There's some stuff around the peripheral that I'm not super enthused about, but the game itself is pretty solid. You and your weird peripheral shit. It's fine. I can't help it. I we tennis rackets. Why not? Yeah. So Chris, what have you been doing? So since we recorded, I've actually have quite a bit of games to talk about because there's there's been quite a gap. Oh no. What? What do you mean? Oh no. <laughs> We'll be here for another 20 minutes. I'll be brief. I'll be very brief. Okay. So I completed Shining Force 3 Scenario 1 for the Sega Saturn, and I had a lot of fun with it. It was a fantastic game, and okay. people should play that. Great game. Then I went to play uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the Sega Saturn. So it's not called Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but that's what we know it as. So whatever. It's a Japanese word that I'll probably mispronounce. So I played that for the Sega Saturn and I was the, the selling point for that game is that you can start out as Richter and or Maria in addition to Alucard right off the bat. So, of course, I just beat it with Alucard because, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. I had a great time. It's nice and relaxing. And yeah, it's just it's always good to go back to a game you're really familiar with. So that was fun. And then. I started playing two games for a side project that I'm not going to officially announce on our podcast quite yet because it's not complete. But, you know, stay tuned for about another three months or so and maybe two and we'll get more into it. Mm. But I started playing Grandia 2 and Majora's Mask, more so Majora's Mask. And I am having such a good time 
with Majora's Mask after absolutely feeling anxious and nervous and hating my life for the first hour of that game. But then once I started learning how to actually play it, I'm actually having a really, really good time, even though I know there's probably going to be instances where I'm going to regret those words. I'm still not fully convinced that you're actually enjoying it. I think you're just saying. Yeah, Majora's Mask is pretty like enjoyable the entire time after that. Uh, you only have three days to do it. Oh, it's over. Just kidding. And then you have like freedom to have amazing time the entire time, really. I mean, there's like Zelda moments, but otherwise it's not there's no like water temple is- issue, really. It's it's so much. I love that game. That game is just continuously fun. I'm having such a good time. Shane, I don't know why Shane thinks I'm lying. I'm really enjoying that game. And speaking of difficult games, there are some difficult things in that game. That really irritate me in order to get hard pieces, especially with the bow and arrow. Like some of these mini games are fucking brutal. They have no chill. I'm like, (laughs) this is like Shane said with Wooly World. It's like, here's this really cute game with really cute graphics. And it it lures you into kind of this more younger atmosphere. And then it just says, no, fuck you. And we're going to make this hard. And that's what it does in some instances with Majora's Mask. But fortunately, I haven't encountered that with the main kind of stuff you're supposed to be doing. So it's more of a I can't get this heart piece. so I'm going to bitch about it. Mini game kind of shit. But other than that, mm. it's, it's I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like the characters are endearing. The environments are endearing. It's a lighthearted romp with a unique uh, mechanic, especially within the Zelda series. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I dig it. I'm really loving it. Nice. I mean, all joking aside, like I, I actually am glad that you're enjoying it. I, I, for what it's worth, I don't think I ever gave it much of a fair shake. I, I never got past the kind of initial like shitty part of it, and it turned me off so hard that I never wanted to go back. So, and I can completely understand that the the first three days when you're the fucking Deku kid or Deku scrub or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And like, it's like, oh, if you don't get this in three days, we're going to like it's game over and the world's going to end. And it kind of doesn't give you really any advice about what to do. That's kind of bullshit that really just that anxiety that's created Mm. there within the first hour of that game is absolutely horrible on Nintendo's part. But I get it. I I get it. It still sucks, but I get it. (laughs) Huh. Well, I suppose uh, having said all of that, we probably ought to start talking about the game that we have all gathered here today to discuss, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is the Pokemon Snap for Nintendo 64. And uh, with that, since we do have the the venerable LP Tiger with us today, the Nintendo host, if you will. He will be doing the honors and uh, reading us the brief history of Pokemon Snap. Gotta snap them all? The hype for Pokemon was real in the late 90s. Hot off the heels of the console reviving success of the games, you had an animated TV show, feature length films, fast food branded toys, a card game, the pocket monsters were seemingly inescapable. Pikachu had arguably become the little yellow emperor of popular culture. But while this phenomenon began with a juggernaut of a portable game, the series had yet to make it to every gaming platform, notably Nintendo's flagship console, the N64. 
PokeFanatics were demanding something to play on the Big N's home system, but what they got was not at all what they were expecting. In 1995, a 64DD game was being developed under the working title of Jack and the Beanstalk. It was intended to be based off the fairy tale of the same name and developed by longtime Nintendo second party developer HAL. All that's known about this soon to be doomed project was that it would revolve heavily around a photography mechanic. The storybook adaptation would never come to fruition. However, the overwhelming success of the first generation Pokemon titles in Japan, coupled with the distinct lack of promise the Jack project was showing, Satoru Iwata and others at Nintendo decided to switch the team's focus from a children's book character to the much more lucrative collectible creatures. Unfortunately, this was not the last hurdle the project would face. As the 64DD encountered one delay after another, so too would the nascent title that would come to be known as Pokemon Snap. Ultimately, like many other projects in the pipeline, it was decided to move the game from the death-spiraling disk drive to a regular cartridge in January 1999. Pokemon Snap would finally see release on March 21st, 1999 in Japan, with North America receiving it on July 26th and PAL regions not being able to lay hands on the game until almost a year later on September 15th, 2000. Nintendo would partner with the likes of Blockbuster Video and Japanese store Lawson to set up kiosks where players could bring in their cartridge and print out pictures that were saved in the game. While the game received largely tepid reviews from most critics, it performed far better commercially, going on to sell 3.6 million units and propping up Nintendo's struggling console. All told, Pokemon Snap would eventually become the 11th best-selling Nintendo 64 game of all time. This light-hearted, candid snapping adventure would go on to see re-releases on the Wii Virtual Console in 2007 and in Japan's Wii U Virtual Console in 2016. A long-awaited sequel to the game would be released for the Nintendo Switch on April 30th, 2021, much to the relief of series fans. And that is your brief history of Pokemon Snap. All right, and thank you for the brief history, Tiger. It's it's always good to to hear you read the history. It's it's been it's been it's been so long. Thank you. It's been so long for me too. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you, you can take off the announcer oh, voice oh, now, but uh, we appreciate I'm sorry, it. Though. My bad. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> we back, baby. Let's go. All right. <laughs> So, uh, as we are wont to do, I there feel it like is. I haven't used that one in a while. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah, I gotta, yeah. gotta bring it back. Well, bringing it back in, in conjunction with Tiger's triumphant return, you know? Of course. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, we talk a little bit about our personal experiences with the game first. So, uh, you know what? Let's, let's start with Chris. And I think we want to end with our, with our esteemed guests, because I think that they're going to have some interesting things to say. So Chris, uh, what was your experience with the Pokemon snap? So this, this coming out in 1999 was right around the time. I, I guess I was really the biggest into Pokemania. And even mm. that being said, I, I didn't really view this game a lot as a like Pokemon game per se, but it was part of the Pokemon paraphernalia. So when it came out, I definitely went to my blockbuster video and rented the game. But I didn't really see anything like beyond that. I had a good time with it. It was cool, especially because like here are these Pokemon. They're fully fleshed out. They're they're 3D. It's cool to see. But all the RPG elements that I, I wanted from my Pokemon game just weren't there. So I kind of kept it to a rental. 
and I never picked up the game myself and I kept it as a rental game. I had a good time with it when I did, but that's that's all it really was for me back then. How about you, Shane? Yeah, Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's fair. So that actually tracks pretty closely to my experience as well. I uh, I never actually owned this one for my for my N64, but I did rent it several times <laughs> uh probably one of those ones that was getting close to i rented it enough that i probably should have just bought it but truth be told like i was never really a huge pokemon fan interestingly enough i've i'd gotten more into pokemon like the older i got <laughs> uh i i played you know like the original pokemon red and that was really my only experience for a quite a while actually uh and then you know nowadays i I still pick up the Pokemon Go every uh, every time there's a community day. That's usually when I actually play. And, uh, and you know, I, I was I was actually really into Let's Go Eevee for a while. But then again, that's just a remake of Red. So that probably says something. So this one, though, I think a big reason that I played it as much as I did, honestly, it was because of my younger brother. He's about four years younger than I am. And so this this and just the more general poke craze, the, the poke fanaticism, if you will, it hit just at the right time for him. I felt like I was ju- just like outside of really getting caught by the Pokemon bug, but he definitely got it full force. And so he was really the driving factor behind uh, not only this, but, you know, also my familiarity with like the trading card game because he would be buying the cards and watching the show and and all that good stuff. So I definitely got more invested in it because of him, I think, otherwise than I would have otherwise. But yeah, that was that was pretty much my experience with this. I remember him and I kind of trading off runs of the different levels on this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, so Tiger, Lindsay, what, what about you guys? Um, what's what's your experiences with with this game? Well, my experience was very, very slim as <laughs> well, it's none. I, I had no experience with this game. Shit, I oversold this. <laughs> none. I um, I didn't even get into Pokemon. Well, it kind of helped that I was not a handheld person at all. I've mm-hmm. never. My first handheld was a Nintendo DS, so I completely missed like the Pokemon hype. So when this came out, uh, I probably was just like, I don't know what this is. So I'm skipping it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, I will. <laughs> Since that is the case, uh, Lindsay, I'm sure you uh, can uh, tell us your uh, your childhood memories and such. This is the greatest game in 64. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> she just comes out the gate with that. The I best. like it. <laughs> this was the uh, yeah, best ever. There's no there's some Zeldas and stuff you can get into. But if you don't play Pokemon Snap, then you're just missing out. I don't know why I really like this game. When I I got uh, original Game Boy and Pokemon Red year or whatever it was released, uh, Christmas is my Christmas present. And I beat Pokemon Red and I replayed it. Da, 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 and my Game Boy, my Pokemon Red was stolen in middle school. And I never mm. told my dad because oh. I thought I'd get mad. Anyway, I didn't play any other Pokemon games um, I until I got a... Game Boy Color, and even then I just got red again and just replayed it in yellow. So in yellow, I think that it kind of introduced to like Pokemon are actually animals and they can do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like with Pikachu and like there's other things in yellow they sort of introduce where it's like, look, these are actually cute little animals as opposed to generic little 
pixel things. And that was sort of the thing I never really connected with Pokemon. I didn't really care really too much until Pokemon Snap came out. And I did the thing where I rented it. And when I played it, I just thought it was the coolest, cutest thing. It was like, I also really wanted to be a zoologist when I was a kid. So I was really into animals. And I would like uh. throw stuff at them and like, and I <laughs> I didn't, I realized very quickly that the, oh wait, that was a Dreamcast, but then the, hey, you Pikachu, that game, that was in 64, right? <laughs> yeah, the microphone doesn't the work for, for the game, for Snap. So don't use the microphone, but I tried. <laughs> but, uh, Why won't you hear me? What? Come here, Pikachu. Hello. Get over here, damn it. <laughs> Why are you just standing there? I <laughs> And I just remember like, when you would like go down this road and like they'd be doing Pokemon stuff and you're not disturbing them until you, they let you disturb them and... And I just had so much fun just like seeing where it's funny you, you mentioned like the RPG elements and I guess there really isn't an RPG associated with this. But I guess seeing sort of like a little story of animals doing their doing their thing it was like uh, that that like really made me I didn't like I said, I didn't play like any other Pokemon besides Red and then Pokemon Stadium sometimes. And that was just for the mini games. And <laughs> so I don't I just I loved it. I took every picture. I saved them all. I did not go and print them out at Blockbuster, though. I never did any of that. I didn't even know probably. I didn't even know you could do that, probably. Yeah, I had no idea about that either. But I have a complete inbox and everything for the N64. <laughs> I've replayed it. I would delete my save and replay it like constantly. So I love the game. Oof, that's dedication. I don't know if I could bring myself to delete like a completed save. I, that's, I couldn't that's do rough. that. I, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know what I used to do that with Ocarina of Time, too. I would like. Hundred percent, and then I delete it and start again. <laughs> like, and now, I would okay. do that Pokemon Snap. It too. hurts. Yeah, I well, I, I was really good at those games, you guys. <laughs> I would just do it all over again. <laughs> she's I like, had. I don't need save files. <laughs> the the one difference that I think is between like Ocarina and fucking uh, Pokemon Snap is that Pokemon Snap only allows you to have one save file. Ocarina yeah. lets you have three. So uh, for you to yeah. delete the 100% Ocarina file, like that's that's dedication <laughs> right there. I can somewhat understand it with Pokemon Snap because, hey, if you just want to start that new game fresh, get that fresh feeling. You got to do that's what you got to do. That's true. But yeah. Fresh. Mm. yeah. I always think that's, now that I'm thinking uh, about it, I kept the one 100% Ocarina, but I would delete this one or try to break the game on other ones. But I'd always have my 100%. But Pokemon Snap, I would just delete and start over. Okay, that makes sense. I can I can understand that then. Well, speaking of the uh, the story of the little Pokemon running around doing their own thing, as Lindsay mentioned, that functions as a great segue into talking a little bit about the uh, the plot and the writing of the game. <laughs> so uh, let's see who wants to start with this one. Actually, you know what? We'll we'll continue picking up from there. Tiger, Lindsay, you guys want to talk a little bit about how you feel about the the writing and the the plot in this? Yeah, um, I think it was actually kind of. Even at the time, I thought it was super duper cool that like because I was really into the anime and then they just had this that random character, Todd, like a whole game about this character that was in like one episode. He was in subsequent episodes afterwards. But at the time, I was like, whoa, they're doing like this side thing. And then even at the time, I remember thinking like, man, he's ugly. And then 64. I I also thought like it was cool to hear Professor Oak voice voice yeah 
And the Pokemon voices, that one, that was really like probably got me the most was all the Pokemon voices. And then, but as far as like the story goes, I didn't need it. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a little like, I think it was just enough for being like, oh, at least I know why we're here. Oh, we found Mew. Good for us. I guess we're like on National Geo Pokemon graphic. (laughs) (laughs) National Pokegraphic. There you go. That's it. But yeah, the voiceover was probably the best part. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. Like, I barely even noticed. They even have typos. Like, we noticed while we're playing again. Well, <laughs> I can't remember what it said. It, when it's when after you choose all of your pictures, and then it and then you confirm that all of your pictures are ready, and it says, "Do you want <laughs> to show this picture to Professor Oak yeah, or something like to, that?" Yeah. And I was just like, "This picture, like." Just one of them? Like, Do you want to show this pictures to Professor Oak or something it's like something that? Something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really a... Who needs Oh, grammar. my God. I right. just... I'm sorry. You were talking about that, and I just, like, came up with the subtitle for this episode. It's <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be, look at this photograph. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Every right, time anyways, I do, it oh, makes me cute, laugh. Cute. Every time I do, but yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think the underlying story was neat. You know, like, not necessarily, like... Here is Todd. Here's Todd taking a picture. Look at that cute Pikachu. <laughs> you know, there's there's Let's also like the story of like <laughs> why Zapdos is there and why Pikachu gets pissed off and releases Zapdos and Zapdos gets mad. So he turns on the <laughs> laboratory and the, all the the what are they called? The the yellow boogaboos with the stripes. The Electabuzz? <laughs> yeah, Electabuzz. Electabuzz. They go booga booga booga, right? Yellow boogaboos. <laughs> I like what that name better. Doing well, they're all, yeah, yeah. What are they doing? What are they doing? And then Zap just turns everything on. And they're like, "Oh, I guess we can go home." And then, like, I just like all those those things. Is kind of what I see as the story. So, in that sense, like, why Jinx like worshiping Articuna, and then they have to like hula, and then Articuna breaks out. It's like it, that's like, and it all makes sense in Pokemon. Where why is coughing, shaking, Jigglypuff? And if you do, they'll put on a they'll put on a show for you. Just. That's the story. That's that's what I saw as the story. So Todd was there. Experiencing the <laughs> real told, story. Yeah, Todd was there to show us the story. <laughs> wow. He was the documentarian right. in all of this. Right. It's not, game is it's like he's like Titus in Yuna's, Yuna's story. It's not his story, but he'll tell you it is. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, this this game got much deeper than I expected. That's I was to say like great. I had I don't even know how to follow that up like that. <laughs> I mean, like, you save Pikachu from a Zubat, right? You know, and then he comes down in balloons as as he's wanting to do. And then he pops from the balloons. Yeah. And then he goes and celebrates with a little thunder show. And then Articuna comes and picks Pikachu up. And then he's like, Pikachu. And they're having a great old time flying around. And then that's how you know the Articuna and Pikachu are the best of friends. (laughs) Despite their clear differences. (laughs) It's a story of unity. Right. That's what Pokemon Snap really is at its core. And then there's no reason for Mystic and Yellow Bros. <laughs> the oh, Boogaboos. Yellow Bros. Instinct. The Boogaboos. In- instinct. instinct. The Boogaboos. Oh. No reason for us to fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we're all we're all one. Well, Moltres just makes it's trouble. A, it's a story for modern times. <laughs> we are all Articunas <laughs> or Pikachus. When you have Pikachu. It's a story for the ages. <laughs> A timeless tale. <laughs> I'm going to be real. I did not think we were going to spend this much time talking about the plot. 
<laughs> There's so much. Every single land has its own story. I even sarcastically wrote deep lore in all caps in our notes. And I have been proven wrong. I've been proven wrong. That's what you get with solid interpretation, Shane. Uh, apparently, yeah. I stand corrected. <sighs> Good stuff. I guess I'm going to be the contrarian here. <laughs> Go on. And just be like, I, 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 I turned it on. It's like Professor Oak's like, hey, I need to take pictures of all these Pokemon for the, the Pokemon. What's not, it's not the Pokedex. <laughs> I take all these pictures for reasons. It's like the Pokemon report. <laughs> yeah, it's the. It's like, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, didn't you just send out your nephew or grandson or whatever the hell to go catch all the Pokemon? Like, this is this is there's a real simple solution to this. I think you're overthinking it. So you have like your grandson who has all the Pokemon, 151 of them, and you're sending some dude with a camera and a Disney Park amusement ride rail cart to take pictures of them. <laughs> and that's that's your story. Zero one. Yes. Zero one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, we just played. That doesn't count. I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, why? I think the real story behind it, though, is that, you know, I think Oak is just, you know, I think like, what was the kid's name? Tom? Did you say it was Tom? Todd. Todd Snap. Todd. Okay. Todd, which also, for the record, I had no idea that that was actually like a minor character in the show. That makes that definitely makes this like some extended universe deep lore shit that I was not aware of. So. But no, I think the real story here is like Oak was just talking to Todd and he's just like, so Todd, is your mom around? Oh, she is. Well, what if I were just to why don't you go go take some photos of Pokemon and don't come back for a while? Because that's like that. That's Oak's M.O., man. All these rides take about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> yeah, Welcome back. Yeah, um, and I think they tried to make it like, it's so strange that stuff's going on this island. And I also vaguely remember being like, man, if I just, if Pokemon Red was here, I could have gotten Zapdos, Articuna, Moltres, like. Yeah, right. Yeah, why didn't they just send you to this island? You could have been, you could have been done in 30 minutes. So Shane, do you have anything to add for the story while Lindsay's looking up the official lore in the manual? Uh, like I said, man, I don't know. I, I don't think I can top that. She she pretty much covered everything. She pretty, made it the best. Pretty well, it's a story of unity that we need. today. <laughs> I, I, I would have said far less about it. I was just like, you, you show up on this island. This is a bunch of Pokemans. <laughs> you take the photos and then Oak is just like, you suck at this. And that's that's the game. That's pretty much it. So she did a better job than than I did. But speaking of the the zero one, uh, the thing that clearly everybody should know and be familiar with talking a little bit about the gameplay, I'll just kind of roll into this one. Um, From my perspective, I don't think there's a whole lot to complain about here, really. I know that I I tend to try to find things to nitpick, but there's not really a whole lot like it kind of works well for what it is. The controls make sense. You know, they're very straightforward. You know, pretty much anybody can enjoy it. Which, you know, being a Pokemon game, I think it was marketed 
correctly. Uh, and the only thing I will note, though, is and it was a very, very minor inconvenience because you can fix this. But I just personally am not a huge fan of inverted controls. And this game defaults to it so that the analog stick is inverted at first. And that threw me totally off. Like Oak hated all of my pictures the first time through <laughs> because I could not aim worth a damn. And then I went back and I swapped it and it was a much better play experience. But but outside of that, it was totally fine. Mm-hmm. And the other thing really is that the replayability kind of what, you know, Lindsay was alluding to with her cycling through the save file is fairly high. I mean, each stage is pretty short, um, so you can definitely get in, get out in a you know short order. And the cool thing is you tend to discover new things that are occurring in the level the more times you run through them or, you, you know, you catch something out of the corner of your eye while you're, you know, plinking along in the zero one and you're like, shit, I just missed that. And then you want to go and run it again to try to get like a really good shot of, you know, whatever that thing that it happens to be happening like at that moment. So replayability is really good, um, which I think is in its favor. And yeah, I don't know, man, like overall it's a pretty it's a pretty solid little package i don't really have a whole lot to complain about my point is this do you like time crisis but you don't like shooting things (laughs) or like (laughs) i don't know having things too difficult just want to chill play pokemon snap it has the button you press and you shoot things when you're ready to shoot them and then then you just hide and don't shoot it's time crisis for pokemon and it's fine. Yeah, but then you can you can save your really good photos in your album to keep them forever and cherish them. Yeah, there's that's the good part. That's the additional good part. But the gameplay yeah. itself, it's time crisis with Pokemon and apples and apples and, and pester balls and speeding up and slowing down. Yeah, there's it's it's a little bit more than that. But the actual basic gameplay, yeah, it, it functions a lot like time crisis. Now I'm sitting down really thinking about it because if you haven't played time crisis, those of you who don't know that you would like cover and then when you would press down on the lever in the arcade or uh, whatever i think a button on the gun con you would pop up and you would start shooting things yes hit the lever fuck konami because konami is the worst (laughs) uh because they are konami and sony is now trying to gain traction on them but that's a different story for another time Mm. (laughs) look this is time crisis and i love it because it's 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 an on-rail shooter. It's a shooting game. It's a light gun game that you do through your controller. It's just you don't have a light gun, which is it's such a fucking sad thing that this thing never came out on the Wii U as a, an official title or on the Wii as an official title with updated controls, because I don't think it did on the virtual console. It was just you know, like through your analog stick. This would have been perfect for those kind of controls. It's, it just makes so much sense. And it's, you know, finally, people are getting it with the new Nintendo Switch game, and I'm happy they're getting it. But this should have been released a long time ago with a remake. It's so well suited for those kind of controls. Mm. And I'm so happy people who love this game are going to get an actual update that they can probably do something more. I won't say more fun, but enhanced fun with. And I, I can't wait for those people to have that kind of game. Nice. How about you, Tiger and Lindsay? This reminds me of one of those things where you go to the arcade, you go to the shooting gallery, you put in a quarter, you grab a little gun, <laughs> you aim at the targets, and when you hit the target, it goes, and then things happen, like the, the milk bottle falls off, and then, it, you know, and if you hit the, 
if you hit the sign and it goes, you know, one, you, you know, a reaction causes a B reaction, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how I saw this game. Instant gratification. Yeah, well, it's kind of like if you if you throw an apple, then things happen. Think different things happen. If you throw this little uh, puffer ball, I don't know what that thing's called anymore. Pester ball. <laughs> yeah, pester ball. Uh, different things happen. And that was like the appeal of the game. It's it's weird because even I played it just one time on Sunday, like a few days ago, uh, yesterday, actually. And I didn't know why I was having so much fun <laughs> with such a simple concept. Like this game is simple, very simple. But like it was, it's a fun game. It's like uh, I can't really say like, is there any other game like this? I don't think so. That I can really. Yeah, I can't really. It's it's very original and I like I, I I enjoyed that even though it was only like, you know, an hour. But I will say that if I did not have Lindsay with me, I would I have spent longer with the game because I wouldn't have known where all the special things were or like, you know, back then I imagine if I had spent time back then, I would have been like, how does this happen? How does this happen? I got to figure out how this happens, <laughs> you know, and you just end up trying different things. Anywho, that that's that's kind of how I saw the gameplay. And it was just just a simple concept, and I, I appreciate it. I'm gonna let Lindsay throw her two bits. Um, throw an apple. You're gonna throw the apple, Lindsay. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to say the inverted control situation. I also am a I'm an enemy to invert inversion, and I <laughs> immediately changed that. And uh, Josh was playing with just inverted controls, just like, oh, I'll do what the game wants me to do, and he yeah. handed me the controller, and I was like, what is this shit? Take this <laughs> off, help. And I had to like, I stopped. I'm like, no, I'm not playing. I'm quitting the level. You got to change it. So like, oh, okay, you yeah. can change I, it. I, oh. I had a yeah. lot of pictures of the ground. I was like, yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was not going to continue. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is much better. Yeah. All right. Okay. Off we go. <laughs> I was really disappointed in the Pikachu situation. And if you don't know what the Pikachu situation is, is that Pikachu does <laughs> some miraculous things in this game. Many, many different versions of Pikachu's a blow up bl balloon Pikachu and there's surfing Pikachu and there's um, Zappy Zapdos Pikachu and there's riding on Articuna's Pikachu and there's a bunch of other Pikachu's throughout this whole game but you only get one picture of Pikachu and you can save your Pikachu in your regular album but there should be like special Pikachu challenge because they made Pikachu challenges in each level yeah. like two or three for each one and yeah. I always thought it was really disappointing that like well I guess you know, riding on Articuna is the best one, even though I, you know, if someone would ask me, I would say Balloon Pikachu is probably number one. But, you know, that's not the one that gives me the most points. It's uh, riding on Articuna <laughs> Pikachu. And like, I just like, I always, I always thought like I'd unlock like the Pikachu section because it was like clearly wanting for it. You actually bring up a really good point there. And that is that I think if you play this game enough, you start to quickly realize that what Professor Oak thinks is a good picture does not correlate to what a good picture even is. Yeah, it's it's like very mechanical in that way. Like you figure it out that you're just like, OK, if I want the most points, like it needs to be dead center in the photo and needs huge. to be about this big. Yeah. Like, yeah. It needs to be facing here. I need to get like a good pose when realistically. Yeah. Like I kind of felt the same way you did. I had some good photos of like. I had, a, I had a really great composed photo of like 
a palm tree on one side and then a <laughs> butterfree in like the negative space on the right. And it was yes. like very well done. And I was like, I'm going to save this photo. And Professor Oak was just like, oh, that's terrible. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not your fucking art critic, but all right, fine. Yeah, exactly. He's not there for your art, Shane. He's there for yeah. you to collect just the Pokemon. Yeah, I think particularly I think it's Moltres where like the best picture of Moltres is when he's popping out of the egg. And if you're just like right in his face and, you know, oh, he's popping out of the egg. But like he takes the time to fly up into the sky towards the sun and do his like giant bird pose. And he goes, and it goes, and everything sparkly, dirtly. And you take you want you take a picture of that because. I mean, who wouldn't? It's beautiful. And of then course. Professor Oak is like, the pose is so-so, you know, it's, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen better. But, you know, it's, you know, it's, right. it's not, you know, this is not you a You took it from behind, time. you monster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's not like a big out of focus picture of an egg, but I mean, I guess it'll do right. whatever, you know. I mean, you can't, you can't really see the, 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 the definition of his pores in this one, but I'm, you know, it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> And and to the uh, remake situation, got a lot of situations going on at once. <laughs> I remember when the Wii U came out, and they had, I think it was Wind Waker that like drove me on. But it, when the Wind Waker had like you play the Wind Waker game, and you have your map and stuff on the gamepad. I was like, mm-hmm. "Hello, Nintendo!" So now Pokemon Snap is ready, ready for a remake. Absolutely. Like I remember <laughs> tweeting about it, like. And my two top games, and every time there'd be an E3 or something, you'd be like, so Pokemon Snap and Fatal Frame. We're, we're doing those right now, right? Right? Doing it? Mm. I did eventually get Fatal Frame at the very, very end of the life of Wii U, <laughs> which I was the only one in the world absolutely ecstatic for. <laughs> Came a digital only, whatever. I had to go to Japan to get the physical copy. That's another story. <laughs> but never got my Pokemon Snap. And the two, like, absolutely perfect console for a remake to be on was was the Wii U. It was just, it was dying for a Pokemon Snap remake. So whatever, I guess Chris we'll do it on the more right popular now. console yeah. or whatever. Wii U is the best console ever. Right. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that and the GameCube. That's a <laughs> those are the those are the top ones, aren't they? I agree. I also had a Dreamcast. <laughs> you, oh. you know how to pick them. <laughs> how are you feeling, Tiger? <laughs> what else? <laughs> Whatever. I, I also downloaded every game. Oh. There you go <laughs> on the Dreamcast. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, you know what? But that's another story. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't ascribe to that fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you, it, I think you did bring up a, a fantastic point, Lindsay, in the fact that you could only save one photo of each Pokemon. And every single time your picture got more points with that Pokemon, like Professor Oak doesn't even give you the the option. He's like, oh, more points for this picture. Fuck this previous one. Yeah. <laughs> just tears it up. Just tears like, it up. Like, but the scientific research no, we can get rid of this gone. shit. <laughs> Remember that awful picture gone. you took? <laughs> he just like holds it right up to Todd's face. He's like, do you remember? Do you remember how bad this was? It, it, it just kind of gets to the point. You just take a picture of every single Pokemon every single time you go through the map and you just throw it up against the previous one just to see if it gets more points, even if you don't like it more. And sometimes it just gets more points. And you're just like, yeah, fuck your previous shit. It's just gone. 
And how is yeah. this supposed to work if you're going to Blockbuster and printing up pictures? Like Shane said, he has the negative Whoa. space. He has the negative <laughs> space for Butterfree. Well, you have okay. You have yeah, and yes, it was a beautiful picture. Fuck you. But no, you have your you have your separate personal album that's different from the ones he grades. Those are the ones yeah. that you could probably go take and print out at Blockbuster. Yeah, okay. you could you could print out your the ones you you thought to save on. Yeah, and uh, you know. Who on you if you decide to show that to Professor Oak instead of saving it into your album? Because if you try to show it to Professor Oak and he hates it, it's gone. <laughs> we'll burn it. It's gone forever. You know, so you're like, well, I'll just try to do it again. But you'll never get it. You never get that perfect negative space with a butterfree ever again. It's gone forever. <sighs> but you can go print those out. I don't remember. Did the you have to save away. it onto the memory card or did you just bring your cartridge there? Cartridge. I think they just bring the cartridge. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say if they had like the memory card option, like it didn't make any sense why they couldn't add a Pikachu album. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> or another the Pikachu. The, the Pikachu situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Speaking of which, how good did Pikachu look in this game so we can go into graphics? I think he looked really good. What do you guys think? Man, dead Pikachu was thick though. He was a thick boy. Yeah, he was like Gen 1 Pokemon card Pikachu, but a like <laughs> little cuter like anime Pikachu. He was it was in between. I thought he I thought he did a great job. No, no, I liked it. Now, and the funny thing is, is I, I honestly think this game aged far better than a lot of other first gen three dimensional games like N64 titles, especially like my benchmark for this one. If you listen to the show enough, you probably know this already. But my benchmark is always Gauntlet Legends. <laughs> For the N64, because that thing looks like hot trash now. And I used to play the shit out of that game. And now I go back to it and I get a migraine because I can't tell what the difference is between the dirt and like my player model. So that that's kind of the bar we're working with. But I think the cartoony kind of aesthetic that they had here, you know, for obvious reasons, it definitely helps as it usually does. Uh, I think games that have like a very distinct art style like that tend to age better than ones that are going for more realism, generally speaking. I think Chris kind of brought it up already before, but just seeing your or actually might have been Lindsay. I don't know. But seeing your favorite Pokemon like in full 3D, like in a natural habitat for what I think was the first time for North American audiences, at least. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty amazing. You know, I, I don't have a lot of negatives to say about this one either, to be honest. I will point out, though, that I did very much notice, especially playing this on an emulator where the graphics are a little bit more crisp, that the uh, th they definitely saved some some system resources and or development time with the uh, the menu screens, because, man, those are some gifts. <laughs> They're pretty bad. I, I will say this when I first booted it up for this episode and I saw the intro cinematic, so to speak, if you want to call it that, I was like, oh, it had fog. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> this is going to be bad. This looks awful. The animations <laughs> are so choppy. Todd looks jank as fuck. <laughs> Poor Todd. I am in for a ride. This is going to be bad. Yeah, the zero one. And I started playing it in the zero one, uh, <laughs> taking pictures of adorable Pokemon and like, oh, this has aged really well. This is adorable. I love this. Everything's there. All the Pokemon look fine. Nothing I can look at in this game. I don't say, oh, that looks like shit. There isn't one moment I said that. I mean, Eevee kind of looks a little weird. But other than that, everything looks 
everything looks good. The environments, for, the, the environments, they're, they're not that great. But, but <laughs> the Pokemon themselves, the reason you're coming to the show, that looks fine. Everything there, they put their resources into making the Pokemon look great. They did it. It still looks good today. And yeah, it's it's held up that it's held up better than a lot of other early 3D titles and hats off to the developers. This was a great job on their part. Yeah, for sure. Tiger Lindsay. Yeah, I didn't really notice that until you guys have all said that. And I'm wondering what it has to do with is are they did they really spend more time adding more polygons to uh, all of these characters? Or is it just, you know, since everything's on a track and everything's programmed, was it easier to prevent seeing bad graphics without better words? <laughs> well, no, like, I, I see I what you're clip, saying. We can't clip into anything. Everything's on rails, right. you know. I, I like, think they specifically right. picked Pokemon that aren't very uh, crazy either. Obviously, they're going to have Pikachu. I, every Pokemon's not in it. Right. Yeah, that's I think true. Uh, one of the jankier things you might notice is like the shell on Squirtle looks a little uh this is close enough type situation uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna, I can't stop saying that word but like <laughs> every other Pokemon they use is like basically a one color easier type and they manage to get in like a Magikarp and looks good I think the more impressive ones are maybe like Mankey and like the skinny mm. ones that like even their skinny tails and legs still looked Good. And Rabidash running like that was a yeah, really I think good that shot. Was the, those were the best ones. I think those like that's just ridiculous how good the that looks. I think Moltres looked a little derpy, but he always does. So he looked <laughs> derpy just the way he's supposed to. And I think everything just the facial expression of like Jigglypuff and, and coughing mm-hmm. and that scene where they're chasing each other and even Meowth like just those like you think they'll be like, how are they going to? make this look so good but it just i think it just looks great like yeah and you can see expressions in the pokemon when they're if you hit them on the face with yeah. a pester ball yeah, or yeah, like yeah. if they get hurt or like I, I just think it's really cool i think cloister is one of the coolest looking ones like that was such a surprise too and like even just having this big black face in the mix of like big purple you can t- definitely tell the the definitions of the parts of the pokemon just like mm-hmm. I just I I am really still impressed with it. Agreed on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think actually I think Tiger makes a good point, even though maybe he not use word good, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a good point in that I do think that they were able to really squeeze more out of you know the the model fidelity, if you will, because of the nature of the game. I mean, it being. on rails means that they can very carefully curate each one of these levels to show you exactly what they want you to see and nothing else. And they can quite literally just have nothing as far as models or textures behind just the stuff that you're supposed to see. It's like the definition of, you know, like a theme park game. And so by being able to kind of really cut down on all that extraneous stuff. I do really think that actually they were able to allocate more of the memory and resources that they were working with to just making the Pokemon themselves, I think look as good as they, as they could. Even for a rail shooter, it looks a lot better. I mentioned time crisis earlier. It looks better yeah. in time crisis. It looks better in virtual cop. It looks better in virtual cop too. Oh, God. Uh, and those are other rail shooters that you had at the time 
So and if you compare the two, yeah, there's a lot more going on the screens of other more traditional rail shooters than you have in Pokemon Snap. But Pokemon Snap holds up way better than those games for it, at least graphically, depending on your taste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what about the music in this thing and the sound? I feel like maybe there's a slightly different take on on some of this. So I want to I want to hear from from Tiger and Lindsay first. What, what do you think about it? As far as music, I didn't really get much out of it. I, th- I think the the hot the hotness of uh, the the game is the sound effects, though. Mm. I particularly liked <laughs> the, the memorable thing for me is when I hit Meowth with an apple. It's like meow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. loved I loved that. It's like a cause effect sound effects uh, mm-hmm. from the game. So I appreciate those things. Uh, the music didn't really stand out for me. And I think we mentioned Professor Oak's voice, and that was nice. That's pretty much all I have burp, to say. Burp, 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 burp. Yeah, it was like but, the menu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the yeah. music. Was, yeah, who cares? I was trying to think of the first uh, the first area music theme. And it's funny, like when I think of it, like, OK, you start off. The first thing I hear in my head is because Pidgey's come out. Yeah. And then right, right after true. that is because a Doduo runs across the screen and I'm like, yeah. I don't remember what the music was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sound effects just so yeah. strong. <laughs> but I do, I do sort of like I can kind of manage it. And uh, the, uh, the cave I think is the most memorable. It's a little like eerie cavey. cavey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm in a cave. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Like they spend a lot of time on the, the sounds that all make. It's not loud. I wonder, I wonder if you could turn it up. I don't even remember. But you know what the real jam is? Uh-oh. Is the polka flute. <laughs> I, okay, that bitch got yeah. three songs on it. You can change between the songs and they'll do different stuff. And it goes boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and there's, there's yeah, that's, that's right. the one I really remember. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's the, the one. You, you have to do the specific one for a. Uh, the jinx to to hula oh. to awaken Articuna. You can get that wrong. But like, you know, like Snorlax will tell you that he <laughs> likes that jam. You know, he'll sing to one of them and he'll dance to another one. Like that's yeah, that's where your music is. You know, they spend a lot of time on that polka flute. <laughs> polka flute MVP. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the win. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Boop, 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 boop. I'm actually in agreement with both of you almost hundred percent. I didn't notice the music at all i i don't remember any of it it's the pokemon noises that were being made like you said the the meowth when you threw shit at pokemon and they they responded negatively which was always amazing (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's what you wanted i guess that's what you wanted especially in 1999 as a pokemon fan is you wanted pikachu to say pikachu in your pokemon pikachu video game other than making like the garbled chiptune noise they made in the game boy like, yeah, now he's Whatever, actually yeah. saying Pikachu. And that's yeah. all you can ask for. And that's what all the Pokemon were doing. And you don't have time to focus on the music when you're trying to throw balls at things. You're more trying to pay <laughs> yeah, attention absolutely. to what's <laughs> popping up so I can throw my balls in its direction. That's what you <laughs> are more concerned about. Or, or taking pictures. I'm sorry. Apples. Apples and pictures. Yes, I keep on thinking right. Pokeballs like Pokemon. Let's go. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I guess I don't really have a whole lot to add to that. And that's it's funny that you say that because I was playing this about an hour ago and I already can't remember any of the music. (laughs) 
other than other than the menu music that that one sticks out but everything else i'm just like (laughs) was there was there music i actually don't remember which isn't to say that it's bad i think it it does what it set out to do it's there it it provides the correct ambiance you know caves are cavey so you got that but other than that yeah i mean i don't think that that was the main focus as you guys were saying and i think that they did a really great job of really honing in on what people were looking for. And if this was a game that had come out with, you know, really shitty compressed like audio clips of the Pokemon, I think it would not have gone over nearly as well. No, <laughs> I think as it had. So, uh, so no, I, I, I gotta agree just about everything there. So typically one of the last things we have some, you know, general miscellany to, to discuss, but I don't think we have anything for this one, unless someone's, bringing a, a secret weapon to the conversation no i'll be honest I, I didn't really look it up i was just intrigued by the fact it was started out as a jack and the beanstalk prototype i think that was the thing that really intrigued me we covered that in the brief history but that's super interesting yeah i think they made the right call on that one too because when i when i read that when you put the brief history together i was just like okay like who 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 wants to take pictures of Jack and the Beanstalk? Yeah. Well, that's why in the in the opening credits it says Jack and Beans. Oh, oh really? Oh, literally, wow. literally asked that while we were playing it. Like, why do they? Why is that? Why? Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who is Jack and Beans? Man, good. oh, good for them. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Awada. Yeah. Thanks, and Beans. Thanks, to Jackson. <laughs> Take some pictures of the giant beanstalk. We know you want to. <laughs> Man. Yeah, we never. Uh, Have you seen my Pokeball? <laughs> the golden Pokeball? Please, no. Uh, all right. Well, then that would lead us to the final piece of the discussion, which is whether or not we feel that this holds up today. Chris, I'm going to have you start this time. What, what are your thoughts? It's a super short game. You can get through it really quickly. And like Tiger said earlier, it's a game that's completely unique even today. The fact that, yeah, it's an on-rail shooter. I got that. But the way you interact in order to facilitate that on-rail shooter kind of action, taking pictures of Pokemon, but luring them with apples or throwing pester balls at them to piss them off so you can do what you need to do to them or speeding up stuff or poke fluting them. You're not going to get that in a lot of games. With rail shooters, especially. So, I mean, if you don't like Pokemon, if Pokemon's just not your jam and you have no attraction to it, no, this game's not for you. You're not going to like it. It doesn't hold up and it would have never held up no matter when you played this game. But if you like Pokemon, if you have a passing interest in Pokemon, you just want to have a good, casual, chill time that don't take a long time to do either. Yeah, it definitely holds up. You should go and try it out and you should play it. All right. Well, I'll go next and we'll let uh, Tiger and Lindsay close things out. But yeah, I, I got to agree. I think it's it's exactly what it set out to be. And even though I think a lot of folks weren't expecting this when they were asking for a Pokemon game for their Nintendo 64, <laughs> I think by and large, you know, most people were pretty pleased with it. And I mean, I know I enjoyed the hell out of it, renting it several times, even though I was not even really the biggest Pokemon fan by quite a large margin. And so if it's, if there's something that you want to, you know, have a really kind of lighthearted, just fun time with, uh, that you don't really want to get super involved, uh, and you know, you don't need to get bogged down in mechanics or a whole bunch of convoluted plots or anything like that. And you just want to, 
you just want to jump into a zero one and take some sweet picks of some Pokemans, then yeah, you, you can't really go wrong with this. I mean, and especially, I mean, of course, we're talking about it more or less when this episode drops, we'll be right after the the new Pokemon Snap comes out for the Switch. So uh, we're, of course, recording this prior, which means it remains to be seen how that turns out. I'm hoping for the best. And I'm also hoping... <laughs> yeah, possibly. And I'm also hoping that it really does kind of introduce a whole new generation to Pokemon Snap because it really is a very novel concept. And and the one thing that I actually think I might differ just a little bit with Chris on on this is that I think that this has some sort of like cross sectional potential in that even if you're not like a huge Pokemon fan, I still think that, you know, if you sat down with this. You, you could get some enjoyment out of it. Like it could be, of course it's, it's riding a lot on its IP. Right. But even without that, I think the concept itself is novel enough that you could at least get, you know, an hour or three of enjoyment out of it, no matter what tiger. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely still probably one of the most unique games on the Nintendo 64. If not just, ever if i can think of one hey you pikachu yeah <laughs> well not every unique game deserves to, <laughs> to be revisited uh, but sea man uh sea man oh, it's like play that on dream i kept th- I, ke- I kept thinking in my head like if this then that heaven like that that's that's kind of <laughs> what i envision this game is it's like you didn't know like i didn't know that i cared about you know pokemon in their habitat and you know, what things do they do in their play life or in their while they're messing around in, in the caves? As or, actual, yeah, as, I live yeah. doing Pokemon if things. If no one, if no human was trying to catch me, you know, it, what would I, what would they be doing? You know, what would I be, whatever. I thought it was really cute. And I, I was also into photography when I was younger. So it, it, even though I didn't catch it when I was uh, younger, I, I can't believe that I missed it. You know, like, oh my gosh, I missed a photography game. That's really cool that, you know, I could still experience it right now and it's still fun. So heck yeah, it's still good for today for whoever, mostly forever, whoever's a Pokemon fan. But even if you're not a Pokemon fan, I think if you're into some photography, well, eh, eh, stick to, it's for Pokemon fans. That's <laughs> 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 just for Pokemon fans. I, uh, well, I think, like I said, I'm not a huge Pokemon fan. I like uh, Pokemon Snap and Red. And well, I like a lot of other newer gen stuff. But I think if especially there's still a lot of like, I only like the 151 like that. That then's going to hold up for you because there's no Pichu bullshit or anything like that. It's just <laughs> the, the most popular Pokemon and the one, the original 151, except Mewtwo. But like, you know, you got your Psyducks and you got your Mewtwo's and your Pikachu's and and they look great and they sound great. And your yellow boogaboos. <laughs> if you wanted some like equitable to the anime. So I think a lot of people who are fans of the 90s anime, too, which I think that, you know, those a uh, reboot of 90s anim- uh, cartoons get people all all a fluster, you know. So I think I think these type of game this this particular game, especially how short and easy it is to um, can get people at, at any age. It's it's definitely a an aging well 
game, in my opinion, because I, I I'm not. And it, it, I wouldn't really think photography just like a cute little unique, not having to kill something, just chill. And seeing what things do without being penalized for it, I think, is another mm. cool thing. Just like just those kind of games. If you liked the Let's Go games, I think those are like in the same type of like simple chill type Pokemon games that a lot of people will like uh, even now. All right. Well, it sounds like we are all unanimous then. So Pokemon Snap still still holds up today. 100 percent. Still still good to go back to 100 percent. I suppose with that, that means that it's about time for us to wrap up our discussion of the game for today. So first and foremost, I'd like to thank uh, Tiger and Lindsay for joining us today. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Uh, there we go. That's the other note card. All right. <laughs> Before we do our little spiel, uh, Tiger and Lindsay, are there any uh, anything that you would wish to plug for the fine people listening at home? I can be found on Twitter at L-P-T-Y-G-E-R, in which if you want to hear me talk about GameStop, to not the, the actual store, hot crypto <laughs> tips, <laughs> or Dogecoin. That's to what you would find out of me. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that you could find me on Twitter. And uh, Lindsay, what do you have anything? I have a Twitter. Cool. What is it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it at that. Don't actually say what it is. Just yeah, right. I'm there. I know. I have the tweets. Power, power beanie. It's one word. I don't particularly tweet about anything but when you do you get a lot of likes it's true i uh (laughs) i say nothing controversial i just say something i thought of every so often generally makes people laugh (laughs) or smile the best of twitter yeah yeah you want some wholesome tweets about (laughs) friendship and cats cats Here I am. <laughs> and Monster Hunter. Sometimes snap I do of Monster Twitter. Hunter <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, uh, with that, then as far as we are concerned, if you are listening to this, then that means you have found the show. So congratulations. Welcome. It's good to have you here. If you would like to engage with the show further, there's a couple ways that you can do that. We always like to plug our public discord because we have a great little community that's going on there. And we would love for you to join if you have not already. And you can do that by going over to uh, bit.ly slash RHP chat. And that'll give you an invite to the Arcade Floor channel where you can drop in, say hello, introduce yourself, and then head on over and post some memes or listen to our, our 24-7 music channels or pretty much do whatever you want. So please feel free to come check that out. If you'd like to support the show in a more financial sense, then we would, of course, be forever grateful. And you can do that by visiting our Patreon at the wonderful URL of gorpfans.com. That's G-O-R-P-F-A-N-S dot com. URL uh, suggested by our patrons, as a matter of fact, because they're ridiculous and we love them. Uh, And you can go over there, take a look at the different donation tiers, pick the one that suits you the best, and you can get access to a bunch of really great bonus content in the form of RH Guidance, which are full bonus episodes that are available to every patron, regardless of your tier level. And if you decide to step it up a little bit into one of the higher tiers, you also get access to uh, some of our other audio stuff, like our outtakes from these recording sessions, the rapid fire reviews, video games were a mistake, 
and a lot of other uh, little, you know, side series that we got going on. So uh, feel free to check that out. And last but not least, we do still have the merch store open. So if you want to grab yourself a shirt or a mug or a bumper sticker to slap on somebody's car that doesn't belong to you, um, I don't recommend doing that. Then uh, you can go I to bit.ly slash RHP merch and uh, pick out something that suits you the best. So, Chris, would you like to talk a little bit about our stream Sundays? Well, of course I would, Shane. And on stream Sundays, you could find us at twitch.tv slash retro hangover and you'll see us play games poorly. Really poorly. And <laughs> Pretty much all maybe the time. Yeah. Not only consistently, like the game will just crash for whatever reason. However, we do have a lot of uh, great conversations. If I didn't already sell you on going there uh, with a lot of our people who do show up for our Twitch streams, including Riku, Maslama, uh, Randall, and all of them are patrons and they all have a really good time. So come in, hang out with us on twitch.tv slash retro hangover at nine o'clock Eastern time on Sunday nights, and we'll have a good time. All right. Well, I suppose, with all of that being said, until next time, play with your snappy joysticks. Shane here with a quick message. You know, the one rule Chris and I have always gone by regarding advertisements is this. It has to be something we use and can personally vouch for. If you know me, you know I love coffee, and Bones Coffee Company has been my go-to for home brewing for quite some time now. Their small batch beans come in an impressive variety of flavors like Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space, or Electric Unicorn, which I swear tastes exactly like Fruity Pebbles. And the best part? No added sugar or calories involved, just natural flavors infused right into the beans themselves. Build your own sample pack of five four-ounce bags to find out which flavors speak to you, or jump in headfirst with full 12-ounce bags. They've even got K-Cups. Step up your homebrew game with Bones Coffee by visiting bit.ly slash RHP Bones. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash R-H-P-B-O-N-E-S.